are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a great place to talk sports with all of your amazing Flames fans, Locked On podcast hosts, and of course, other great people that you meet on the on the app. I'll be back later this fall with, of course, amazing updates from the Flames, and it'll be a great time. So today's episode uh, is obviously about free agency. <laughs> I recorded this episode with John Easthope of uh, Double Digit Hockey, and he is fantastic. Um, and we do talk about the Blake Coleman signing because that was really the only thing um, <laughs> happening at that hour. So, you know, there will be a more in-depth analysis of free agency as things go on. But I do just want to warn you that this episode quality is a little bit different than normal because my microphone failed me. So um, it's still good audio, don't get me wrong, but it's not the normal crisp crystal clear that you're used to hearing. So without further ado, we will get right into this. I'm here with John Easthope, and he is one of the rational voices in the Calgary fan base that I appreciate so much. I've been on his show before, and I would highly suggest he'll plug everything, of course. But John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of like what inspired you to get involved? Yeah. Um, I've always been a fan of sports media. Uh, going back to the days, I don't know how many people who listen will know who Ed Whalen is. I used to do the Calgary Flames games on the TV way back when it was the old two and seven channel in, in this area. Um, grew in love with the sport, grew in love with the, the broadcasting and the play-by-play and how he painted a picture of the game. So I really got a love for it as a, at a young age. And it wasn't until recently I started actually pursuing this dream and this goal of mine. I started out with a blog. Uh, I call it the Double Digit Hockey Show now. Um, so it's a weekly show, weekly podcast that airs on astvproductions.com. Uh, and then I actually have a second show I do on Saturdays live on Twitter called Johnny's Rants. So it's just all based on my love of the game. Uh, the one on Johnny's Rants is more of a Flames-centered show, whereas I try to keep my double-digit hockey show more of a broader aspect of hockey and try to put a lot of junior hockey talk in there as well because junior hockey mm-hmm. is really awesome. I love it. Uh, w- the Western Hockey League is where I'm, where I'm situated at, if I could talk. Um, really like that game, cover that league for a few years as well for a few different sites. So, yeah, it's it's a passion of mine. So I love doing it. And it's just, uh, WG hockey, just, it's growing from a little small blog. I started into to what it is today. So I'm, I'm proud of it and I love it. That's awesome. I think one of the better things about technology is how, you know, people can just start their own independent sites mm-hmm. and their own podcasts and, you know, kind of grow from there. I mean, that's how I started. I started with a blog and then it's turned mm-hmm. into whatever the heck it is. But yeah. um, it's nice to see your rational voice on Twitter and of course on your Thanks. shows. Um, obviously right now is 
we are 20 minutes into the official free agency. Uh, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. were kind of like, well, how can these deals get done if uh, players and teams can't talk? Well, agents can talk. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why they're there. They're the middleman, of course. Uh, and this first signing trade was irrelevant. Uh, Zadarov from Chicago for the third round pick for next year's draft. Yeah, uh, that we got from Toronto for David Riddick. Okay, cool. He's a big guy. He fits Sutter's system. Um, somebody called him the Sam Bennett of the blue line because he takes so many penalties. <laughs> Do you it's, have any insight on that? It's the style he plays. So if we look back to when the Flames had Robin Regeer, Robin Regeer would usually manhandle guys and he would take penalties for it. That's what Sidorov is. He's not known for his offense. He's not going to give you a ton in the other end of the ice, but you're paying this guy to play the middle of the ice in your own end. He fits what Sutter wants. Um, where I see him fitting is taking what, what Stone did last year when Sutter came to Calgary. I see Sidorov fitting that exact role he's going to play minutes he's going to play the defensive mm-hmm. minutes he's going to be that guy that is hopefully going to make it tough on guys to play against and he doesn't like when guys go to his net so he'll manhandle guys down there he does take a lot of penalties that is concerning but at the same time he kills penalties when he's on the ice as well so it's kind of a give and take thing a lot of players have this sam bennett did have it where you mm-hmm. had to take the good with the bad and that's where the Flames are weighing their costs of certainty here. They think that he can provide something for them. And under Sutter, the Flames penalty kill wasn't actually half that bad. So I don't mind this yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I again, I think that the Flames are in this transition period where mm-hmm. they're learning Sutter's system and adapting to yeah. it and swapping out pieces here and there make it more like Sutter system rather than the mess it's been quite yeah. frankly um now obviously there's a much bigger signing happening hey y'all i hope you're enjoying the episode so far and hope you're kind of laughing at our initial predictions and assumptions but of course i do want to take the time to take a quick ad break here and jump in And of course, remind you all about our amazing sponsors. And first up is Spotify Greenroom. I talked about Spotify Greenroom earlier in the show, and I have found it to be one of the best places to talk sports, aside from this podcast, of course, because it's like a live show that you can do with other fans. And I love the feedback that people give. And I love how, you know, we go on to talk about hockey, but sometimes it turns into our favorite pizza toppings. It's a great place to discuss anything you want. So head on over to the App Store today and download Spotify Green Room for free. And of course, I have my built bars that got me through my free agency frenzy today. I was nonstop refreshing Twitter, writing up columns, go, 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 producing the show, and Built Bar was there for me and carried me through like Connor McDavid carries the gosh darn Oilers. So 
head on over to built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order at built.com. I feel like people either love it or hate it. Um, I like it. And that's uh, Blake Coleman for $4.9 million for the next six years. Yeah. What, what, what was your initial reaction? I like this deal. And a lot of people are going to look at this. Maybe they've overpaid and it's too long. Well, it's free agency, so duh. You're going to mm-hmm. do both those things every free agency. So with Blake Coleman, though, you got to focus on, and people are calling me out on Twitter for saying this already, and that's fine. You focus on the first four, three, four years of this deal. That's where you're hoping that Blake Coleman pays off. He brings the leadership. He can play a 200-foot game. We've seen him score key goals when he was with Tampa Bay. He brings a lot to the Flames. I don't want to underestimate the amount of leadership this guy brings. He knows what it takes. He's done it for two years in a row now in the Stanley Cup final. So this deal, yeah, you're going to overpay him a little bit. And I'm fine with doing that because what he brings to the team. This team lacks a lot of what Blake Coleman brings. And you got to remember, who's the coach right now? He looks like he's going to be a Sutter guy. He was third line in Tampa Bay because of how deep Tampa Bay was. This guy is not going to play third line minutes for the Flames. This is a top six forward, a guy who's going to be on the left side of somebody. And he's versatile. He can do a lot of different things for you. So when I first saw this deal, I liked it for the simple fact that we've seen this guy, maybe recent bias comes into the play here, but we've seen this guy for two years do his thing and do his thing very, very well. So yeah, you're going to overpay the guy. You're going to give him the extra term, but at the end of the day, you're hoping that years one through four of this deal is where you're going to have the Blake Coleman payoff. Exactly. And I think that you have to look at it in chunks. Like you said, you have to look at years yeah. one through four. Look at, yeah. I mean, I know for me as a Boston fan, I just think of David Backus's five or six year mm-hmm. deal and how awful that turned out. But years one, two, and three weren't that bad. So mm-hmm. look, looking on the bright side, Coleman does provide a lot more than just his offensive ability. He has, like you said, that leadership. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is what it's going to take to finally fill one of the many, what feels like one of the many top six rotating spots. Because yeah. If anything, this team needs consistency to succeed. Mm -hmm. And you can't have this one going over here one night and then scratch the next. And Mm -hmm. you have to build some chemistry. So I'm hoping that um, the Flames kind of, I don't know, get like a little, not schoolgirl crush, but like, you know, like, (laughs) like, googly-eyed over the two-time Stanley Cup champion wanting to sign with them. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here we go. Because apparently Boston was in the mix as well. So I I don't know mm-hmm. how it's Calgary. No offense to Calgary, but... <laughs> it's a smaller market in Canada. We've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of players and we've seen it in the media now up here in Canada where players are actively saying no Canada. And so when you Mm -hmm. get a guy of his 
caliber coming to Canada, you get excited. I start going through possible line combinations. How good would he yeah. look with a, an Andrew Maggiapani and Michael Backlund beside him? Like how good that line could be and the potential that's there. So I think we should celebrate these kind of guys and stop looking at the, oh, this is Troy Brower all over again. Because it's not. Yeah. This guy doesn't have the decline we saw in Troy Brower heading into that contract. This is a guy who literally just won the cup twice. How are you not excited right. about that? And he's going to wear my number. So I like that too. Exactly. Like you have to have some sort of optimism about this. I'm, mm-hmm. I get it. It's not Jack Eichel. The likelihood of Jack Eichel even coming to Calgary. Like, yeah, he's not coming. He's not coming to Calgary. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you all. I mean, I'm not an insider. I just have <laughs> a little bit of common sense, but be excited for somebody who has offensive ability and can play that 200 foot game and you know people will complain about um johnny not playing a 200 foot game occasionally Uh and i'm just like that's not what he was drafted for Mm -hmm. blake coleman has that he's developed it and he's known for it so be excited about that don't be that both of these moves today fill holes. You look at the Trillivians getting lambasted on, on social media for not making all these big splashes, but he's done mm-hmm. a couple of small things here and he's filled the hole. No Mark Giordano means there's no captain, means there's no leadership. Well, Blake Coleman fills that role. He fills right. what they need in that top six. Sidorov is not going to fill Mark Giordano's minutes on the back end, but he fills the ruggedness that this defense has been missing. And then you can allow guys like Johnny Gaudreau or a Sean Monaghan to do their jobs a little bit better and a little bit more. So I, I, I understand the skepticism by Flame fans that there's no big splash, but these are really good moves and these are depth moves and these are moves that are needed. And, but I feel like Blake Coleman should be a big splash. And I get it. Like, everybody knew that he was going to be overpaid when he went into it. But yeah, not – I feel like this is a good move for Calgary. I don't, I don't hate this. And I don't think that people should be looking at this with, like, doom and gloom mm-hmm. attitudes. Because, like we've said, this is, he's a good player. He has that leadership ability. He has everything – Daryl Sutter wants. So let's yeah. be a little excited and a little happy about it. I'm salivating over that uh, possible Coleman, Backlin, Magic Penny line now yeah. that I've uh, I've put it out there. So it's a, it's a line like that that's going to give you. A, a good effort at both ends of the ice, yep. right? And you think about it, people are harping on the Rangers for signing Barkley Gaudreau at 3.6. Well, Coleman's the better player and they only got him for 0.3 more. So yeah. you look at it, a little bit better and a little bit different light that you can get a better perspective maybe on what your thoughts are and always reacting first off is you got to slow down here think about it a mm-hmm. little bit put a little bit of logic in what you're what you're looking at here and that's where i choose to, to put my uh, thought process exactly and again just because this isn't some superstar blockbuster deal mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not a good acquisition um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that there are going to be more moves obviously made. I don't think that, you know, an hour and a half into this thing, Brad Treeliving is going to like hang up the phone. But yeah, I have there been any other deals that have just completely surprised you? No, oh, it doesn't only... have to be Calgary, but just, okay, yeah. Just um, I'm, 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 I'm... anything else. 
it's going to sound like I'm picking on them because they're the rivals, but I look up north and I wonder kind of what they're doing up there. Yeah. Uh, a little confused on, because it's not one move there. It's a combination of a few moves that has gotten me confused. Like you're bringing in these older defensemen and now you've shipped up a young promising guy and Ethan Bear. I do like the return in Fogel, but it's only one for one, which confuses mm-hmm. me a little bit. So I'm not sure what Edmonton's doing there. I'm not sure if there's a plan there, it seems to be panic city up there through the general manager. And that's never good making these panic moves. I don't mind the Zach Hyman signing that they did up there. It is a lengthy contract, but that's what you pay for on free agency again. But yeah, that, that Ethan bear trade for me is the one that sticks out. Cause that's a young defenseman. Sure. He made some mistakes in the bubble for, for Edmonton. It might've cost him a game or two, but He's a young defenseman. He's 24 years old, and he's got a lot of promise. And why are you trading a right-shot young defenseman is beyond right. me. So that, that would be the one that sticks out for me. Yeah, I would say that. And really, kind of everything that Caroline is doing um, as well, I'm not yes. really sure. I, they went from – and I know that the Tony D'Angelo signing like hasn't been confirmed or anything yet, but you went from this fun, energetic team mm-hmm. – to this like you you're bringing in somebody that does not have a fantastic reputation um can't play defense like let's be honest yeah let's be honest here yeah <laughs> he he sucks at defense um there's a reason they have his like that play from was that the bubble or was that yeah it was the bubble um where he just completely was not playing defense and I, I think it yeah. was an aho goal but um, regardless, like he, and then they're just like trading. They don't re-sign their goaltender. Um, they let uh, Ned walk. They let uh, Mrazek walk. And I just, I, I don't know what's going on. And oh, and Dougie, Dougie Hamilton. They will. Yeah, it's, con- him. it's confusing. They had three goaltenders last year, and they trade the one that was a Calder trophy finalist Mm -hmm. which for for little return the guy they traded for they don't re-sign him and they go out and they find themselves a goaltender who's coming off a really big injury in frederick anderson uh they just signed anti ranta guy who's had injury problems in arizona and it's the same money that you're looking you couldn't give that money to ned uh so and then the dougie hamilton thing like why are you not trying to pay this guy like he he's heart and soul type of guy. He's the mm-hmm. guy who plays on your top pair with Slavin and you had one of the best defensive pairs in the league with those two. So I don't understand. Yeah. That's very good point by you there. Caroline is baffling to me. The cheapness of their owner is beyond cheapness yeah. I've seen. And I'm a, I'm a Calgary fan. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't really know what's going on there. I feel like every time I refresh Twitter, it's just some sort of chaos leaking mm-hmm. out of um, mm-hmm. Calgary, Carolina, rather. Do you think that there will be any sort of trade done for Calgary? So before we jump in to John's predictions of any more trades for Calgary, I do want to talk to you about Bet Online AG, which is the perfect place you can go to place bets for trades and already for your Stanley Cup winner of next season. I guess technically this season because free agency marked the start of the 2021-22 season. So you know what? Whatever. It's all semantics here. But head on over to Bet Online AG today. Sign up for your free account 
And of course, use promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. You're going to want to do that. You're going to want that free money. It's easy to do. Go to your phone right now because I know you have it in your hand or nearby where while you're listening to this. Head on over to betonline.ag, sign up for that free account, use promo code locked on when you make your first deposit, and of course, you will get that 50% welcome bonus. All right, guys, we are wrapping up the end of the show here, and I will just say thank you so much for tuning in. And again, I'm so sorry about my audio quality, you know, on my end, but thanks for sticking around. Um, Just kind of plug those holes, or do you think it'll all be done in free agency? Uh, I don't take anything off the table when it comes to true living because we've seen we've seen big trades come out of the middle of nowhere. The first Dougie Hamilton trade yeah. that came out of nowhere for Calgary. Uh, I've seen signings come out of nowhere. The James Neal thing just popped up last free agency out of the blue. So for me, I wouldn't put anything past true living. I think there are moves out there that he's trying to do. Um, the Jack Eichel thing, I'm sure they were in on it. I'm sure they went in on the Sam Reinhardt. I think that that type of move is out there. But I think his focus right now is going to be more on the internal things. He's got a big decision with Johnny Gaudreau um, to get an extension done. Uh, His no trade list kicks in only five teams now. Uh, But then we can't forget about the Matthew Kachuk conversation at the end of this coming season. That's a big qualifying offer you're owing to that guy at 9 million. So there's a decision to be made there as well. And then he's got a couple of young kids. He's got to take care of Valimaki, Dubay, need new contracts. So I wonder if he's going to spend more time on the internal things rather than try to make a big splash here. And if he is on the Jack Eichel thing, I don't know how he's going to match the offers we're getting from some of these other teams. So I, I think there's going to be a trade or two out there, but it's not going to be the big splashes that everyone's going to want for, for me. I think the big moves will be, let's get Gaudreau signed long-term here. Let's yeah. figure out Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, I think um Gaudreau, Mangiapane, and Kachuk need to be top priorities mm-hmm. here. Um, I yeah, am sorry, but there's, yeah, there's nothing out there right now that um, is appealing to me, like watching. Like I'd much rather lock those guys up and then kind of figure out what else is going on. But, you know, it's hockey. Anything can happen. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I do wonder if they do kick tires. Uh, Christian Dvorak is a name I've watched for the Flames. Mm-hmm. That was a, a name earlier in the offseason that they were rumored to be kicking around. So I wonder if they circle back there. That, of course, Brett Living's old stomping grounds. Dvorak is a guy who can play center or the wing. So I wonder if something like that might be the move that happens. But I'm not, I'm not uh, holding my breath for anything big. Definitely. And I, I keep seeing these trade proposals. That involves Sean Monahan, and I don't know how many times I can say it on this show. I don't know how many times I can say it on Twitter. No one is going to take Sean Monahan right now. He he just had hip surgery. If he's even had mm-hmm. it yet, I haven't even seen like confirmation that he's had it. Um, no, like no one's going to be like, okay, we'll take him for you. No. I look at the Sean Monahan situation a different than a lot of other people. He's he's a guy who scored every level every season except for the last year and a bit because of the injuries. Well, he's right. had a full off season now. He has a chance now to come back to this team and and do a lot of things. For me, he's the biggest bounce back candidate 
on the flame. So if you're looking to trade him, I would hold off, let him have this bounce back season. And then if you want to cash in, cash in, mm-hmm. you trade this guy away. I guarantee you it's going to come back to haunt you. A lot of people are quick to throw people out the door, but Sean Monaghan, let's put him down the roster a little bit, give him a chance to be successful and, and then go that route. If you need to, it is a big cap hit as well. You got to think about moving $6 million and who's taking yeah. that on just willy nilly. Right. So, um, I'd be cautious in trading a Sean Monaghan. I know he's the first name a lot of guys throw out there, but for me, he's he's bounce back candidate, and I don't want to give up that 30, 35 goals just on a, I want to trade him. Right. And, you know, everybody was saying, oh, you know, you have to move at least one of the core pieces, Geo, Monaghan, or Goudreau, in order to have a successful offseason. Okay, I'm sorry, but Geo wasn't a problem like the way that people were treating it, I feel like in some ways, um, you know, I think looking back at his season, hindsight's obviously 2020. Um, yeah. he, had a, he had a good season. It, he wasn't like, yes, he made mistakes. Sometimes he was slow. He's like 37 years old, but like playing with like, like 24 year old. Um, but adjustments need to be made and mm-hmm. th- they'll happen. So I don't, count anything out yet yeah Giordano had a a weird season it started out slow for me uh the analytics crew didn't like him at the beginning Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with what Rasmus Anderson's struggles were for the Flames last year Uh, they put Giordano with Chris Tanev after Hannafin went down and those two blossomed together the last third of the season they were the Flames best duo Anderson was able to find his game a little bit better and that helped out so those who are saying you move a coup, a key, a, a core part is key to this offseason. Well, that was done for us in the expansion draft with the Kraken taking Mark Giordano. That doesn't make the back end any better. So it's it's going to be a team effort here to make this better, to get this team where they want to go. And it's going to be a lot of buy-in from these guys, which is why I like these signings they did today, uh, bringing in Blake Coleman. It's going to help gel this group together, put them mm-hmm. on the same page. And uh, the buy-in, it's got to be the buy-in. That's my biggest thing from the flames the last couple of years has been where's the, where's the leadership group to pull this team along and are they buying into the system? I don't think Jeff Ward's a bad coach. Uh, I think this might've been a bad room and that's where I think the problems are going to come for the flames. Fix this room. And a guy like Blake Coleman does that for me. Yeah. I just, I feel like there was an issue last year with accountability. Um, yep. You know, sure. Yeah, some guys weren't giving their 100% every single game, but they were also being mismanaged. So Mm -hmm. you can't go out there and say, oh, yeah, like, we have no energy. Um, My teammates suck, and you can't blame the coach. And it's like, no, both can be true. Mm -hmm. Like, your coach can suck and your teammates can suck, but, like, we don't need to throw anyone under the bus here. I just feel like that's not great and not the responsible thing to do like it's not you're not going to make any friends doing that Mm -hmm. um and I'm also interested to see you know there was a lot of conversation around uh Matthew Kachuk being a little agitator and him Mm -hmm. you know the whole puck incident with Jake Muzzin and things like that and I've really do wonder if that was a big deal 
that people made it out to be um that people kind of told him to like cut the crap or and that's why he had such a streaky season like he didn't feel welcomed or again just more rumors and whatnot Mm -hmm. yeah it's i I find it hard to comment on that situation because I wasn't in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asked about that on one of my shows as well about this. And I put it this way. I'm like, shame on Matthew Kachuk if he was pouting about something like that. But then shame on the leadership group for going and making him feel that way. So it, it comes to me that's a locker room issue. That's a toxic locker room. There's a problem in that room where they can't talk something out. And that's a big problem. Yeah. And that if that is the case, then that locker room needs to be fixed. So I put the blame on everybody in that situation because I wasn't there. I don't know what was said. I don't know right. what was in that meeting. But if you're going to pout about it and you're supposed to be this one of the team's best players, shame on you for not having the professional pride in your game to go out and play the way that you know how to play. And if we're asking a guy like Matthew Kachuk to tone it down, I don't understand why, because you don't see that in Boston with Brad Marchant. You don't see that in Washington with Tom Wilson. You're, you're telling these guys, go play your game, find the line and play right up against that line and do what you do. That makes you successful. The Flames need that from Kachuk, and they need teammates around him that are going to support that. So that's a locker room issue for me. That's not a blame any one individual. I'm blaming everybody in that situation because yeah. let's go. Let's have some professional pride. Let's work as a team here because that's what you're that's what you're here to do. That you're here to win hockey games, and you can't yeah. do that if you're mad at one another. Exactly. Like that's your job. You play hockey at mm-hmm. an incredibly elite level. And it's a privilege. So yeah. if you want to pout, you want to throw fits, there's a daycare down the street you can go to. <laughs> if that's really how you want to act. But um, again, like leaders are leaders for a reason. There's no mm-hmm. reason to, you know, say whatever was potentially said and make him feel some type of way. Um, constructive criticism is the way to go. Mm-hmm. feedback is always nice um but yeah that's really all i have for today uh do you want to plug your social media for us yeah um you can find me at vintage johnny 84 on social media all platforms uh, you can also find my show double digit hockey at double digit hky on twitter and instagram and always free for a good hockey chat uh, every thursday the double digit show is out on astv productions and every saturday live on twitter on at vintage johnny 84 twitter i go live at 2 p.m mountain time for an hour of hockey conversation uh, completely interactive i might add on that one so bring your hockey questions and i'll be happy to give my opinions on whatever you have to talk about this this week might go two hours with all the signings and trades we've had but i'm down for it let's do it Yes, thank you so much for joining me, and I'm sure I'll have you on again soon, because like I said, you are rational and can think things through before (laughs) jumping the gun. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness, of course.